Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. We hope to enrich your life through reaching, serving, giving, and building. As you listen to this teaching, be inspired to fulfill your God-given destiny through the power of His Word. Today is an open uh, topic, and I want to talk to you on the subject of titled this, Follow the Cloud. Follow the cloud. Somebody say, follow the cloud. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to follow the cloud. If you have your Bible, I want you to go ahead and turn to Exodus chapter 13, passages in the Old Testament, and then Acts chapter 2, and we'll dive right in. Exodus chapter 13, starting in verse 17, and then in just a moment looking in Acts chapter 2. It says, when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory. Even though that was the shortest route to the promised land, God said, if the people are faced with battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the Red Sea. How many of you in life before you think, man, I'm going a roundabout way in life. Lord, where are you taking me? I'm supposed to be over there. You got me going around this way. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. The Lord went ahead of them. And he guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud. If you have your Bible, I want you to circle that or underline it. If you're taking notes, just write it down, a pillar of cloud. And he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. This allowed them to travel by day or by night. And the Lord did not remove the pillar of cloud or the pillar of fire from its place in front of the people. In front of the people. Now Acts chapter 2, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. This is... The day of Pentecost, this is 50 days after Jesus has been crucified, buried, and resurrected. How many think we serve a resurrected Lord in this place? And this is the coming of the Holy Spirit. I want you to see the connection here between Exodus chapter 13 and Acts chapter 2. It says, on the day of Pentecost, other believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. So we saw a cloud, now we see windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire, now we see fire, appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled. Somebody say filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages. The Holy Spirit gave them this ability. Subject today, follow the cloud. A little context of what's happening in the book of Exodus is the book of Exodus is a historical account of God delivering his people out of Egypt. In fact, they'd have been in Egypt for over 400 years. And in this account, God is delivering them out. He is taking them to a new place, the promised land that he had given to Abraham in chapter 12 of the book of Genesis. And the Lord is coming into their midst. But one thing you have to realize is that for God's people, all they knew was Egypt. All they knew was Egypt. They were born in Egypt. They were raised in Egypt and they died in Egypt. I love asking people, where are you from, when you get to know somebody. Anybody do that in here? You just ask somebody, where are you from? You can learn a lot about somebody when you ask them where they are from, or you can make some assumptions about them when you ask them where they're from. I remember when I first met my wife, Bethany, she's from Ohio. Everybody say, God bless Ohio. And I'm from Alabama. Y'all know I need some blessing. I met her, and I told her I was from Alabama. She told me later, she said, I just couldn't believe you're from Alabama. 
somebody so good looking and so intelligent and so well-dressed, she literally thought everybody from Alabama wore overalls every single day, everybody. It's funny, we meet people and find out where they're from. I remember when we moved here 10 years ago, and this is just a Louisiana thing, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it before. I think you guys will be able to relate to this. About 10 years ago, we moved here, and I would meet somebody in Baton Rouge. I like Baton Rouge. Everybody like Baton Rouge? I'd meet somebody in Baton Rouge, and I'd say, hey, hey, you, you, you from here? You from Baton Rouge? And they would look at me like I just said something bad about their mama. Like, oh, oh, oh no. No, 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 I'm not from Baton Rouge. I thought, man, they must be from another state. They must not be very happy where the Lord has directed their life. And they said, no, I'm not from Baton Rouge. And I said, okay, where are you from? I'm from Prairieville. <laughs> Is this not the honest truth? People do this. And you better not ask somebody from Gonzales if they're from Baton Rouge either. That ain't a happy person. But I was even having lunch with somebody the other day, never, never been around it before, and I said, hey, where, where are you from? I know you live here in Baton Rouge, but where are you from? He said, man, I'm from Hawaii. Yeah. I thought to myself, what are you doing here? <laughs> God's people were living in Egypt. Not only were they living in Egypt, they were living in bondage. They were slaves to the Egyptians. And God had called them out. And he was sending two things that they needed. I want you to hear this. Two things they needed. They needed deliverance and they needed direction. And I would propose to you today that you and I, even though we might not be geographically from Egypt, we are spiritually from Egypt. And you and I need the same thing today. We need deliverance or we needed deliverance and we need direction. What's awesome is that God sent in the Old Testament the book of Exodus, he sent a man by the name of Moses. Anybody heard of Moses before? Pretty awesome guy. Moses came and God used him, had these plagues and 10 plagues and God finally turned Pharaoh's heart and Pharaoh finally released them and here they go and they're going out. God sent a deliverer and Moses, but this is the good thing for you and I. He didn't send us Moses. He sent us the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He sent us Jesus. The great I am, and he came to deliver us once and for all from slavery and captivity to sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 20 says, For you were slaves to sin. But as they got delivered out of Egypt, really cool, then they started being led by the presence of God in the form of a cloud. And I like this because it's interesting to think about what it'd be like every single morning to wake up and imagine the, the Israelites, the Hebrews at the time, waking up and, 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 and waking up in the morning. How many of you in here, you wake up and you wake up like fast, man. You ready to hit the ground running. You wake up happy. Let me see you. Okay, great. This is 1115. Like everybody raise their hand at nine, 1115. Like I'm still trying to wake up. How many of you, you need some coffee in you before you talk to anybody? That's my people right there. But I imagine them waking up in the morning and you know the very first thing they would do? They would locate where the cloud was. They would get up, they would wake up, and they would get their family, they'd come outside the tent, and they'd locate where is the cloud. Because just as they needed deliverance, they also needed direction. Because deliverance alone, if they didn't have the direction of the cloud moving in front of them, then they would find themselves back where they came from, Egypt. I've come here to declare to you today, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. 
that you have been delivered and I have been delivered from much by Jesus the Christ. And we have been set free to not return to spiritual Egypt again, but to follow the cloud wherever the cloud takes us in the presence of God Almighty. Come on, can we put our hands together this morning? Follow the cloud. I'm gonna follow the cloud. And you know, for us, we read Acts chapter two, just as Jesus is our deliverer, the Holy Spirit is our director. The Holy Spirit was sent, and the Bible says, and this would have been a connection for the early church, they would not have missed the connection of Acts chapter two to Exodus chapter 13. They would have not have missed the connection of this mighty rushing wind, also flames of fire that appeared upon them, a connection to the director of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament now has come to live inside of us in the New Testament. The same spirit, Paul says, that rose Christ from the dead dwells inside of us. And that spirit is desiring and longing to lead your life. He's wanting you to follow after the things that he has for you. And I promise you, there is no greater place to be than following the presence of the Holy Ghost in your life. You will find no joy that's like it. You'll find no purpose or vision or or satisfaction like following the presence of the Holy Spirit. I beg you today, I implore you today, let's be a people who follow the cloud. And the thing is, it's better now than it was then. Y'all know what I'm saying? I guess better now. I was thinking this past week, I was like, man, God, it'd be pretty cool to have a cloud still. You know, I just wake up and there's my little cloud, David's cloud, and I follow that cloud. You come to church, you leave church, you get in your car, you got your own little cloud, just you follow in your car. That'd be pretty cool, right? How many of you be praying, take me somewhere good to eat and take me home for a nap or watch the Saints game? Talk to me, somebody. You just have your own cloud. But this is what's so powerful. We have it better now than they did then because they had an external navigational system in God's presence, but we have an internal navigational system in God's presence. And they were close in proximity to the cloud. But watch this, they were far from power. We have the Spirit of God living inside of us that is directing us, but watch, doesn't just direct, but he also empowers. Whatever he calls you to, he will equip you for. Whatever he sets in front of you and says, this is the direction I have for you to go, he's gonna give you everything you need to walk in that. Philippians chapter two, verse 13. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I encourage you to memorize this scripture, especially if you're battling with things. It says, for the Lord is working in you. Somebody say, in me. Come on, say it like you mean it, in me. Giving me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Holy Spirit has given you the desire, the things that are for God, the will of God, the desire for him, but also the power and the ability to do it. And I just come in this place today and I declare that there is no chain in your life that cannot be broken. There is no sickness on your life that cannot be healed. That there is power in the name of Jesus. If his name is lifted up, then who knows what can happen. One thing that we have to realize as well is that the Holy Spirit, as he is leading our life and desiring to lead our life, he will not force you to follow him. He's not gonna force you. I thought about a while back, we went to Disney World and we were getting ready to get on this roller coaster called the Rockin' Roller Coaster. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Rockin' Roller Coaster. And so me and my dad and Elijah, my, my oldest son, we're there and we've been waiting in line and we're getting close to the, to the front of the line and we see the Rockin' Roller Coaster. And the Rockin' Roller Coaster goes from zero 
to close to 60 miles an hour in two seconds. I mean, no, that's fast, my friend. That's fast. And you'd see it, and you'd see the people getting on, and they strap in, and they would just go, and you just hear them scream, and then they would just fade off into this dark tunnel. Well, I noticed there was a kid there and his mom, and he was maybe nine years old, and his mom was there. And as we got up close to the rock and roller coaster, Aerosmith playing in the background, dream on, dream on. This kid had a nightmare as he was listening to dream on, dream on. And he said to his mom, he says, you see the little tears welling up in his eyes? I felt bad for the little boy. I said, poor buddy. And see those little tears? He says, mom, I don't want to go to the rock and roller coaster. And you know, as a parent, you think that she's going to be like, well, come on, you can do it. And then if he just kind of says he doesn't want to, then they just kind of exit. This mama was not having none of that. She said to him, she says, you are getting on the rock and roller coaster. I don't know if you've been to Disney before, but it costs a fortune. So I kind of can relate a little bit because you're like, listen, we might not eat for the next month. You're getting on this ride. <laughs> it's a true story. And so this kid starts like crying. And he starts screaming, I'm not getting on. I'm not getting on. And she starts screaming louder at him. My son Elijah, he's the most expressive kid I know. I have no clue where he gets it from. But he looks at me, and I'll never forget, his eyes got this big. And he says, Dad, she's crazy. I said, I said, you're right. You should be thankful you have me and your mom. I really did. I took a moment to brag on ourselves. This kid is saying, I'm not going. And there's a chain link fence. Some of y'all know this. You've been there. There's a chain link fence right before you get on. And he grabs, I mean, death lock, grabs onto this thing. She doesn't just stop there. Like the, the Disney workers did not know what to do. They just started singing, it's a small world after all. Just trying to, they didn't really. But this poor little guy, and, and she starts pulling him. Like for real, pulling this kid. You're getting on, you're getting on. She's pulling him so hard and he's hanging on so tight that his body was completely horizontal to the ground. Like for real, just suspended. And I thought about this at this moment. That's funny stuff right there. I thought about that moment this past week and I thought, you know what? The Holy Spirit loves you so much, but he will never force you to go where he's trying to get you to go. See, a relationship with God is all about love. It's not about force. It's not about manipulation. It's not about being coerced into doing something God wants you to do. He wants a relationship with us. And he's desiring that we will submit to his leadership. Lord, I'm gonna follow you no matter what. And I'm telling you, church, as a church and as a people, we do not have the luxury, nor do we should even come across in thinking that our life would be better directed by ourselves. You start directing your own life, you're going to end up in a bad place. But if you start following after the cloud of the Holy Ghost, and no matter where he's taking you, Lord, I trust you, I believe in you, I'm leaning into you, then he will bring you to places that you never thought possible to go. Come on, if you believe that, you can clap your hands in here this morning. Follow the cloud. I'm following it. And I want to, for our remainder of time together, I want to just give you just two practical ways and in, in areas that the Holy Spirit is always directing us. He's always leading us. The first one is this, is who we're becoming. Holy Spirit's always leading and directing us in who we're becoming. You know, we're infatuated with where we're going, 
God is consumed with who we're becoming because God understands if we get to a physical place where we're not spiritual ready, then we'll not be successful in that place. He is passionate about getting us ready. And sometimes delays, we sometimes interpret as denials, but they're always interpreted in God's eyes as preparation. And God is trying to lead your life. He's trying to direct your life and who you're becoming in your character and how you live and how you act. And the Holy Spirit uses this. It's very clear how he does this. There's no ambiguity when it comes to how he does it. He always uses conviction. That's what the Holy Spirit uses. And it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing to be convicted by God. Conviction is not about getting your focus and your attention on your sin. Conviction is about getting your focus on your Savior. Big difference. Condemnation will get you looking down on what you did. Oh, I can't get out of this. I'm stuck in this. Conviction lifts your eyes to your Savior who's able to deliver you from it. And I pray for conviction. I hope you pray for conviction. Because your flesh will take you places the cloud is not leading you. Your flesh will try to take you in all kinds of craziness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Man, unless you were born yesterday, you don't know what I'm talking about. Your flesh, your mind, your attitude. Man, we got this dog this past year. His name's Dobbs. And he's close to a year old. This this dog has been my thorn in my flesh. Like I know some of you love dogs. Some of you love dogs. Okay, you can have my dog. You have him. Spent money on this thing. Dobbs has eaten our baseboards. He's eaten our carpet. He leaves little gifts all throughout our house still. I'll get worked up thinking about it. And Dobbs will do something, and I, I will get so upset with Dobbs, but then you know what else? I get so mad at everybody. Like, I got the best wife ever. She's the sweetest thing. I find myself, I've got like angry at Bethany. Like, you've made us get this dog. I get angry at the kids. Your flesh will take you places where the Spirit of God does not want you to take you. And I found myself this week because I was preparing for this message. I found myself and I started heading in the flesh in certain ways. And you know, Christians still battle with the flesh. <laughs> if you're not battling the flesh, then you're an angel or somehow you're already dead and you're in heaven. You're gonna battle with the flesh every day of your life. You're gonna think things, wanna say things, wanna do things, there's gonna be lustful thoughts, there's gonna be things, I wanna go this direction, but I implore you today, don't follow your flesh, follow the spirit, follow the cloud. Your flesh will lead you to destruction, God leads you to glory. Your flesh will lead you to emptiness, the spirit will lead you to fulfillment. And it made me think about, man, my grandmother, Mamaw, she was the best. I loved her so much. She lived to be around 91 years old, and, and she was just amazing. Mamaw's a trip. Helen Shell, she was funny. She could never remember anybody's name, like family names. I'm not talking about neighbors. I'm talking about family. So my, my wife's name is Bethany, and I would call Mamaw, and she'd say, David, how's Brittany doing? Mama, I don't know no Brittany. Don't you be getting me in trouble. Take that thing off a speakerphone. We had, we have three kids. Our middle child's name is Judah. Judah, and she would always say every time. I just it's so funny. She would say, David, how's Judas doing? Mama, we didn't really go that route with the names. I don't know how Judas is doing, but I have a feeling he's not doing that good. But Mamaw one time was, was, in, was in Birmingham where I used to live years ago. And she was out driving probably past the time she should be driving. You know, she probably should have just 
put the keys away. But she was out driving, and she got home to, to our house, and she was just so upset. She came in the house. She was just devastated, and she was just like, Davy, you won't believe what happened. I said, Mamma, what happened? She said, I was driving down the road, and some guy started honking at me, and then he came alongside of me. He said, David, I even hate to say it, but you know what he did? I said, Mamma, what did he do? She said, he gave me the bird. That's what she said. You're like, you shouldn't say that in church. But that's what Mamaw said. Gave me the bird. I said, Mamaw, that's terrible. What did you do? Mamaw says, well, I got kind of upset with him, so I went to give him the, the bird back, but I couldn't remember which finger it was. True story. <laughs> it gets even better, man. She's like, I couldn't remember which finger it was. I said, well, Memo, so what'd you do? She said, I just drove past him and I gave him all five. <laughs> I don't want to see you leaving this place giving somebody all five in your flesh. Your flesh will lead you where the cloud is not taking you. Follow the cloud in your life, in your words, in your attitude, in your behavior. Let's follow the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody, somebody get set free in here today. Man, I'm not up here just trying to preach a good sermon. I want people set free by the power of the Holy Spirit. You do not have to be bound by chains of darkness any longer. That addiction does not have to have control of you. The same spirit that rose Christ from the grave dwells inside of you, and he is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Come on, if you receive that, clap your hands this morning. Follow the cloud. Somebody say, God bless Mamaw. <laughs> y'all might not remember anything else, but y'all gonna remember that story right there. You know, honestly, even with, even with what we put in front of our eyes, can we get real for a moment? Late at night when the enemy comes and he's trying to tempt you, and he will, or your flesh will tempt you, and you want to go get on your cell phone device and look at things that you know God has set you free from. Or you want to go to a bottle and get, get, get drunk and do the things that God has freed you from. There's no satisfaction in those things. It will give you momentary pleasures, but God has saved you and set you free from so much more than that. And he has something for you. I'm telling you this because I love you and I'm not preaching at you and not preaching at me. I promise you, I'm preaching to all of us in here today. God has something so significant for you, but he cannot get you there until you're ready. He will not bring you to a place where you're spiritually not mature enough to handle it. And some of you keep looking at things and you're desiring to get to certain places and maybe God's even promised you those things and spoken those things to you and the cloud's not moving, but God is moving in you. The cloud's not moving to that place yet, but he's doing a work inside of your spirit. Get your heart right before God. Receive the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, conviction in the legal term is I'm guilty. There's a punishment that I have to pay and I have a price I have to pay back, but God's definition of conviction is much different than that. It's I'm guilty, the punishment has been paid, and the price has been paid in full by Jesus Christ. We live differently. And some people, and I, I didn't say this this last service, but I feel it in this one. Some people, man, you just can't let go of what you've done in your past. You're just holding on to it. 
and the flesh is holding on to you and the devil's speaking in your ear, remember what you did. Remember what you did. You'll never be used by God. You'll never be righteous before God. You're righteous not based upon what you have done, but based upon what he has done. And Jesus has died for you and he has silenced the mouth of the enemy. When he starts speaking to you, you start speaking back to him. And you remind him that you are blood bought by the blood of Jesus Christ, that your sins has been cast as far as the east is from the west, and they'll be remembered no more. Come on, somebody, give Jesus praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that if you're saved in this place. I'm following the cloud. Wherever it takes me, I'm going. Final thing is this, and we'll close up. Is this helpful to anybody? Who we're becoming and also where we're going. God has places for you to go. God has things for you to do. And be careful. Let us all be careful that we don't just make our own plans and exclude God's spirit from them. Because if you're like me and you like to plan things out and you like everything nice and neat and in order, we can sometimes get ahead of God and not include him in what he's trying to do in and through us. I even think about in the case of, of, of our families. And, and you might have a plan of, hey, I'm gonna have three kids and we're gonna live in this place and I'm gonna work at this place and I'm gonna retire then. And those things are great and that might be what God has for you. But he might have something different for you. You might be planning on two kids, but then he calls you to adopt. You might be planning to work at a job the rest of your life, but then he has other plans for you to go and do something different. I was thinking about Pastor Ryan Frith, who's at Denham Springs campus. I shared with the last service that just a handful of years ago, he was working a, a job and it was super successful and, and, and it was just blessed, but God started to change where he was going. The clouds started to move and he felt in, the whole, in, his, in his heart that the Lord was calling him to full-time ministry. And thank God he followed the cloud. Thank God he said, hey, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's not the best economical decision to make, but I feel like the cloud is moving this way. And if I were to go this way, I would be in disobedience. Sometimes the Holy Ghost will lead you to places that don't make sense on paper. And we try to add it all up. Okay, God, this is what I'm doing. I remember just thinking all the time, hey, I remember when Bethany had Adeline. And this is no pressure on anybody. I'm just saying from experience. I remember when she was having Adeline, our third child, I, I knew and we knew that she was supposed to stay home for a year. Like we knew the peace of God. And that's how you know. How do you know where you go? It's the peace of God. It's not there's a lack of fear. It's just the peace of God is in you and you know it that you know it. And I remember the Lord just spoke to us and it felt peace about, hey, she's supposed to stay home. But here's the thing. It didn't make sense for her to stay home. And I remember I was scared to death. I remember staying up late at night because we said, Lord, we're going to follow the cloud regardless of what it, where you're going and what you're doing. Because we said, well, she's going to stay home. And so we, we made that decision. I remember staying up at night, going up. We have a loft upstairs in our house and just being on my face, crying out, God, I hope I heard you right. God, I, God, I need you to provide because this doesn't add up on paper. But Lord, if you have spoken it, you will cause it to come to pass. I remember that next Sunday. This is, just, this is different than last service. I remember that next Sunday, I was at church and this guy, for the first time ever, came up to me and he gave me like a Pentecostal handshake. Y'all know what that is? Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. You can get one of these sometime. It's awesome. It sets you free. He had a $100 bill in his hand, and he gave me a Pentecostal handshake. I'll be shaking everybody's hand after service. I'm just playing. <laughs> and I remember he gave it to me. He didn't say nothing to me, but I love you. He gave it to me, and I felt such peace in my heart. God, wherever you lead, you will provide. 
God, it might not make sense. It might be challenging. Because that's the thing. The cloud doesn't always go where you want it to go. Holy Spirit doesn't always go where you want him to go, but he goes where he needs you to go. And he knows where you're supposed to go, and he also knows when you're supposed to be there. And I believe in this moment right now, I'm gonna close service right now. I believe in this moment, there's people in this room, we get keys up here. I believe there's some people in here that the Holy Spirit is leading you into some areas that's daunting for you. That, man, you, 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 you feel his peace and you're like, man, I, I just don't know. This, this does, was not my plan. But you feel like the Holy Spirit, the cloud is leading you in a direction that maybe you had not planned. Or maybe some of you in here, you're here today and you say, you know what? I have some decisions to make. And I'm done making decisions in my own strength in my own wisdom, in my own intellect. And today I needed this message and I'm gonna follow the cloud of the Holy Spirit in every part of my life. Pull up that final scripture on the screen if you don't mind for me from John chapter 13 or 16. John chapter 16, I'll look at it here. There we go. And when he comes, Jesus speaking of the Holy Spirit. This is the next one, I'm sorry. Galatians chapter five, verse 25. Since we are living by the Spirit, living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in what? Every part of our lives. Some parts of our lives, when it's convenient, when it's easy, in every part of my life. And this is what will happen, my friend. I feel the Holy Spirit moving right now. This is what will happen if you will dare to follow him instead of your own direction. If you will dare, you will look back on your life and you will be amazed at God's faithfulness, of his deliverance, of his supernatural work, of, of miracles that you did not think were possible to take place. If you will dare to say, Lord, I'm submitting the direction of my life to your spirit and your relationships and your finance and your work and where you live and where your kids go to school and the list goes on and on. You say, Lord, I want you to lead me. You will look back and you will see the fingerprints of God all over your life. And I've come to wake some people up today by the spirit of God. Do not be a nominal Christian alone. I'm just, I'm just casually following God. No, be all in. Be all about the kingdom of God. Well, I'm a businessman, that's awesome. Be a businessman that is all about the, the cloud and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm just a stay-at-home mom, then be a stay-at-home mom who follows the cloud every day of your life. Because you never know what God's gonna do. You never know when God is gonna wake up and stir in your heart. But if we're not getting ready in who we are, we will not be prepared for where we're going. And I wanna be part of a church that when it's time to worship, man, we worship. We're led by the Holy Spirit in our worship. If we need to have an altar call in the middle of service, we have an altar call in the middle of service. If we need to go plant a campus in some remote part of the world, if the cloud's leading us there, we're going there. If God says, hey, I want you to go and serve on this team or lead a small group, then if the cloud's going there, I'm going there. And in your marriage, let your marriage be led by the Spirit of God. Stop fighting with each other and fighting your flesh. Say, Holy Spirit, forgive us and lead us into all truth. And I promise you, he'll do it. If you'll submit to him, 
and follow him, you'll see nothing but fruitfulness in your life. Amen, everybody. Come on, clap your hands in here today if you receive it. Thank you for listening. For more information about Healing Place Church, go to healingplacechurch.org or give us a call at 225-753-2273.